Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. So thankful that you've tuned in. We have a special guest on today's broadcast by the name of Steve Strang. Steve is a friend, and he's also the founder of Charisma. And he has a brand new book that's out that I think you're going to enjoy. It's called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. This book has a lot of insight as far as how to be in it but not of it, how to take a stand for righteousness in this very critical hour, and how to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I think you're going to enjoy today's broadcast. So let's go ahead to the interview with Steve Strang. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. I am so excited about our next guest. He is the founder of Charisma Magazine, Charisma Media. He is a man of God, man of integrity, and somebody who I have looked up to for so many years, and you're going to love his new book, by the way. I want to welcome back Steve Strang. Steve, welcome. Well, it's good to see you, Todd. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Um, I have been on a trip with Mario Murillo, and on that trip, I got to read some of your new book, and as I was telling you in the green room, I can't put it down. It's an amazing book. And for me personally, it, it really encompasses the DNA of this movement and, uh, you know, coming up under Dr. Jack Hayford and your ministry for many, many years at Charisma. Uh, I just love it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you wrote The Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World? Well, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit is something that is important. It's been important uh, since the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was outpoured, and really the Holy Spirit as part of the Trinity has been around forever. And the Old Testament talks about the Spirit of God. Right. So, so, and there's been a lot of books, a lot of sermons written about the Holy Spirit. So how is mine different? Well, first of all, things are so bad that we need the power of the Holy Spirit more than ever. Yes. But we see a lot of Christians uh, going woke or becoming lukewarm or getting discouraged or giving up like, like the other side's winning, like the devil's winning. Well, that's not true at all. If anything, we need the power of the Holy Spirit more now to survive in what I call the upside down world. And I approach it as a journalist, which I am, as a businessman, as a layperson. I've never been to Bible college. I've never even done Bible college by correspondence, you know, which some people would do. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe I should have done it, but I mean, I am a layman. But I've been covering the work of the Holy Spirit for all these years. And I just, I became concerned that I saw so many, uh, even Pentecostal churches being lukewarm. You'd walk into the church and you couldn't tell if you were in a Baptist church or a Nazarene church. Not that there's anything wrong with being Baptist or Nazarene. Right. But if you go to a, a church where the Holy Spirit is emphasized and you never even hear about the gifts of the Spirit, you know, I would wonder what's wrong. So... You know, I try to tell it in a very practical way. First of all, in fact, somebody asked me recently why somebody should read the book. I said, well, everybody wants love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, mercy. I mean, these are things that they want, and those are the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. And people want to overcome the enemy. They, they want to overcome the problems. They want wisdom. They want discernment. These are some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, they want healing. Uh, miracles happen. And I write about these, you know, and as I was writing about it first, I thought, you know, I don't know what to say. I was getting out all these theological tomes. I was looking for Jack Hayford's book, The Spirit-Filled Life Bible and so forth. And I was getting all the words just right, you know, theologically right. Not that I want to get them wrong, but it was dry as, saw as uh, sawdust. And hmm. 
And instead I use real life experiences. So I tell when I talk about uh, the gift of knowledge, which is the Lord revealing something to you that you would not know. I write about how I actually went to a Catherine Kuhlman crusade. This was less than a year before she died. And the Lord would give her a word of knowledge that somebody up at the balcony had been healed of something or other. And yeah. these healings would uh, manifest. People would testify that they happened. The Lord was showing her something. I tell a story from Reinhard Bonnke, the late great German evangelist whose book we published, or several of his books, and he tells about how his brother, who had become, uh, he had got, Reinhard Bonnke had gone into the ministry right. and touched the lives of millions. When he died at age 79, they said that he had led 79 million people to Christ in his lifetime. That's incredible. Well, his brother had gone the other way, was even an agnostic, had become a successful businessman. His life had spun out of control. Reinhardt at this time was 6,000 miles away and was sort of unaware that the man's wife, his, you know, uh, well, sister-in-law, uh, had divorced him. He was, he was contemplating suicide. His life was out. And he prayed and he said, Lord, if you're real, reveal yourself to me through my brother Reinhardt. I know he's a man of God and you speak to him. So Reinhardt had a dream. He had a dream that his brother was dying and that right. he, and he felt that he should write his brother a letter, this was before the days of email, right. and tell him and plead with him to turn his life over to Christ. Well, that was exactly the Lord. The word of knowledge had told Reinhardt to do that. The brother ended up becoming a believer. Yes. I mean, it absolutely changed. So these are examples of gifts of the Spirit on uh, the gift of healing. I tell a story about Heidi Baker, who's you know well-known who has a ministry in Mozambique to the poorest of the poor. And she would pray for healing, especially blindness. And there were no healings at all, none, zero. And then all of a sudden she prayed for a woman who got her sight. And shortly thereafter, she prayed for two more women who got their sight. Yes. And it was a, it was a miracle. It wasn't just a healing. When there, when healings are extraordinary, we call them, you know, the gift of the working of miracles. And so my book is just very practical to help people to understand, you know, I'm not a televangelist. I'm not trying to get people to donate to me. I don't have a church. I'm getting people to try to join. I'm right. just trying to encourage the lay person, whether they are spirit filled as we would understand if they're not, you know, whether their church emphasizes or not. The thing is we've got to have the power of the Holy spirit just to exist and I tell the story, an illustration from uh, the late Fred Price, who I knew personally, I had a lot of respect for. He talked about going scuba diving. He says, going, putting on scuba gear does not keep you from getting wet. Mm. But if you go into an underwater environment as a human being, that's going to kill you in a, right. in a couple of minutes. Yes. But you take, so it's a hostile environment. So you take uh, with you what you need to live, which is oxygen. And as long as the oxygen exists, you can be down there indefinitely. And, uh, and that the world we live in, we cannot avoid it. But if, if I'm going to make a word picture, we kind of take the Holy Spirit with us, the love, the joy, the peace, the communion with God, we could be happy no yes. matter what kind of nonsense is going on on the news. That's it. 
you know, BLM can be burning down cities. I mean, we're not happy about it, but we don't have to get depressed over it. That's right. Because we know that we have a relationship with the God of the universe, and we have power through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Also, it's not just, the Holy Spirit is not just to feel good, although there that is an aspect. It doesn't mean that you're going to uh, have a happy day every day, but you're going to be happy most days. Yes. Because you have peace. Yes. You don't have the burden of sin. That's right. And also the Holy Spirit gives us the power over sin. I have a whole chapter on how we have the power over sin. Having the Holy Spirit does not mean that you won't sin. It means right. that you have the power to resist it. Yes. I have a whole chapter on deliverance. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the movie In the Name of Jesus, Out yeah. in the Name of Jesus. It, yeah. it played the week that we're recording this. It was powerful. A lot of churches don't even talk about deliverance. It's true. And deliverance comes because of the power of the Holy Spirit over the works of the enemy, period. It doesn't mean you have to agree with every single Pentecostal doctrine to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, but it is the power of the Holy Spirit. As I was working on the book, I had a Baptist preacher friend. He's a wonderful man, but he's, you know, a typical Baptist. And yeah. um, he asked me what I was doing, and I told him I was writing the book, and he was interested. So I sent him an early version. I think I sent him a PDF. Okay. And he read it. And I didn't know if he'd read it or not. I asked him, he, he, he texted me and said, you wrote this book for me. And I thought, really? Interesting. Become a Pentecost, talk to him on the phone. And I asked him to explain. I had a chapter on goal setting, not just secular goal setting, but on setting goals that the Holy Spirit gives you and having a vision for your life and believing God. Right. That really encouraged him because he realized he'd kind of gotten away from that. But also, he said he realized he needed another touch from God. Mm. Well, that was his Baptist way of saying he felt he wanted to be touched by the Holy Spirit. I mean, I don't care what he, his theology about speaking in tongues. I wasn't trying to convert him, so to speak. Right. But, I mean, this was just a very serendipity uh, anecdote that illustrates some of the early people that have read the book and what it means to them. I think this book will touch people's hearts. I, I'm not really trying to make people think. I am trying to help people to understand that it really does work, that, um, and that they need it now more than ever. And I talk about trials and tribulations. You know, Christians go through trials. I know you well enough to know that you've been through more than your law of average share of trials sure oh yeah <laughs> at, at your tender age and i'm sure people listening and watching you know identify with us you you can't be human and not have trials but the lord will bring us through the trials and also the bible very very clearly says that it's trials that work patience in our lives which yeah. is one of the fruits of the spirit yes. so we can understand what god is doing and then i and Mario Murillo helped me with this one. In fact, I've been friends with Mario since long before you were born. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I knew him in 1971. Wow. I was 20 years old, so you can do the arithmetic. Nope. <laughs> um, and he, I had a huge, he had a huge, huge impact on my life. But, um, and you know, he says that something's happening spiritually. Mm. Uh, in, in the world. And uh, 
but also people like Jim Baker, who I quote quite a bit. You know, he, boy, you talk about trials and tribulations. He's oh, yeah. been through it. Um, and, you know, the Bible says a whole lot about the end of the world. Now, I grew up in a denomination. I won't mention it, the name, but, you know, I grew up hearing that all this bad stuff doesn't matter because Jesus is going to whisk all the Christians right. out right in the nick of time. It's called going up in the rapture. Yes. I want to be quick to give a disclaimer. I'm not saying it's wrong. The thing is that we we don't know really what's going to happen. That's right. And I think that it's easy to believe in the rapture because it's wishful thinking. That means that we won't go through this. It's very possible that we will go through it. Yes. The world is going to go through terrible things. And even now, even now, there are things happening in the world that 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, we would not even thought were possible. Yes. There, there have been pastors arrested for having church. It's crazy. I, I, I quote a, a pastor named Arthur Pavlovsky up in yeah. Canada who moved to Canada from communist Poland Right. for religious freedom, they arrested him for having service on Easter Sunday because of the COVID shutdown mandates. He has been in prison, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, they rationalized it because it was COVID. But you know what? It's COVID today. What is it tomorrow? That's right. And, I mean, this is persecution, and we don't have time to go into all the examples. We cover this in charismanews.com. You know, I have over the years. We've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit to stand, yes. to not just slink down and crawl under a rock somewhere. We've got to have the Holy Spirit. It's going to take more than my book, of course, but I make this argument that we need the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, and, um, and that we should be encouraged. I want people to be encouraged when they read my book to say, well, boy, this opened my eyes. It encouraged me to realize I need to experience the, the Holy Spirit on a daily basis and not just when I go to a Mario Murillo tent crusade where the the presence of God is so thick you can cut it with a knife to use right. an old southern cliche right um, and then I write uh, I quote Sid Roth I'm thinking of the different people I interviewed that I know and he he believes that there's going to be a pandemic of the glory of the Lord you know, Jesus talked about that we would do the works that he did and even greater. Sure. Yep. We don't see a whole lot of that. There are examples, mm -hmm. you know, but he believes that a great outpouring is going to come. Will it come or not? Well, I certainly hope it does, but time will tell. Right. And But it can give us hope because yes. it looks sometimes when you look at the news like they're winning at every turn. Yeah. They do not... In, invite pastors to come in and read Bible stories to children in libraries, but they invite drag queens in That's right. to, to tell stories to little children who are impressionable about, oh, isn't this cool? This man is dressed up like a woman. It's not just a woman. It's always an overdressed, mm -hmm. oh, I mean, over-the-top kind of right. uh, extreme version of whatever femininity is. I mean, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. And at one time it was called a sickness. And sure. now the the people that define these things, the, the psychiatric association and some of the medical associations have taken it off and think that it's just a lifestyle. And not only that, it's a lifestyle that should be trumpeted, whereas Christianity is 
more and more and more and more and more pushed out of the marketplace. Right. Now it's not totally, we still have freedom. There yes. are places where, when that football player dropped on right. the, the Buffalo Bills football player, yep, DeMar. I guess he dropped dead and they brought him back. Yeah. In a heart what attack. did those people do? They right. didn't call in the drag queens to uh, read a, a story to calm everyone down. They got on their knees and prayed. That's right. And I mean, there was a lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court because a coach got on his knees and prayed silently at the end of football games. And it was yes. so bad, he got fired. It went all the way to Supreme Court. Supreme Court said they should not have fired him and they he got his job back. But I mean, the fact that it went through it, you know, other people got on their knees, but they did it to protest the national anthem. I right. mean, this is an upside down world. That's right. That's you right. know, the Bible talks about when wrong is called right and right is called wrong. And that's exactly what we're saying. But we can have clarity. In fact, I think, if anything, this weirdness is drawing people back yes. to God. And it parallels what we saw with this movie called The Jesus Revolution, which yes. have you seen it yet? I have. It's amazing. I think they just crossed $40 million. Unbelievable. It's like third in the country. That is amazing, and, I, and God bless them for taking the risk and having the vision to do it. Yes. I lived through that era, Todd. I know you don't think I'm that old, but I really am. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed kind of seeing how they recreated the 70s, frankly. Right. But uh, I was deeply impacted by the Jesus movement, not Calvary Chapel per se. Okay. I never knew Lonnie Frisbee. I do know uh, Greg Laurie. He's become right. a very respected you know, national leader. Yeah. And I know him in that role. But the 60s were pretty crazy. Mm. Drugs, free sex, uh, anti-war demonstrations and violence. There were, there were anti-war demonstrations at the Democratic National Convention in 1968 in Chicago. Yeah. That was every bit as bad as the stuff we saw after, uh, you know, in 2000 when um, uh, uh, George Floyd was right. sadly, uh, murdered, yeah. uh, you know, by that policeman, uh, those were very, very difficult times. We had horrible inflation. The economy was awful. Uh, we had Watergate, right. The Vietnam war. And, you know, in that environment, the Jesus movement started. Yes. The Holy spirit was poured out on the Roman Catholic church. Mm. Yes. You know, the Roman Catholic Church isn't Pentecostal at all, or at least it wasn't back then. Right. But the Pope called for a new Pentecost mm. in 1962, and a few years later it came. Yes. And, you know, we could go on and on. In fact, somebody who read the book early mentioned to me that he liked how I weaved in a little bit of history. Right. There was so much history, I put a bunch of it in the footnotes at the end because <laughs> it kind of slowed the book down. Yeah. But I'm interested in that. I lived through a lot of it. I lived through the Jesus movement. That was back in the era where uh, I knew Mario Murillo. He was 23-year-old evangelist, and he was as fiery back then as he is now. That's awesome. It's exciting to see how strong he's going, and he has a new fresh wind. Yes. Um, as, as you know, because you were there in Bakersfield, we, right. we covered it on Charisma News dot com that that great revival and how those gang people came and anyway yes. that's off the subject but since you know mario and he's my friend and yes and his his book uh is our turn now 
Yes. In a way, he was prophetic that something right. is happening and yes. something is happening. And I'm hoping that people will read my book. It actually won't be out until almost Pentecost, okay. just a, a week or so before Pentecost Sunday. We kind of picked that to go with Pentecost. Right. Um, Pentecost, for those who may not know, was 50 days after Passover. And so it's the Greek word for uh, 50, 50 days after Passover, which... Right. Uh, the, the Jews call Sukkot, and, and we call it Pentecost, but it yes. was where the church was was birthed. Right. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Acts chapter 2, yep, exactly. Act, Acts chapter 2, and everything changed. That's everything right. changed. And um, yes, we believe that it was the birth of Christ that changed everything, you know, 33 years before that, right. and the crucifixion, of course. And in a spiritual sense, it did. But in terms of the culture... It really changed when the church was birthed yeah. and when they were persecuted and sent out all over the world. And then Paul, uh, Saul was converted and became the apostle Paul and right. on and on and on. And, you know, here the Roman empire squished every little religious sect that came mm -hmm. along. And there were many, Yes, but they didn't. In fact, they said, these are the people that tur turned the world upside down yes. and the, and the Roman Empire, listen, the persecution of the early church was 100 times worse than wh whatever right. we experience in Canada or here in the United States or even different places in the world. I mean, as far as I know, no Christians have been fed to lions, no. and the Romans did that. But isn't it interesting that Christianity replaced the Roman Empire? The only thing left of the Roman Empire is the Roman Catholic Church. Amazing. Even Italy changed its name. Yep. It's not Rome anymore. Yep. You know, right. I mean, it's just interesting to see how God had a plan and purpose. And of course, all of history was changed because of Christianity. And it's it 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 kind of looks like the anti-God crowd is winning. And right. some of them think they're winning, but they haven't. It's like Bob Mumford said, we read the the end of the book and we win. It. It's actually not us, it's the Lord winning. But I hope that that's what my book encourages people to see, understand, and most importantly, experience in their own lives. Yes, it does, Steve. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, there was a quote in there. You said, someone has said that the Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible. That is without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I can't even imagine living life without the power of the Holy Spirit. And what this book does is so different from your other books. Uh, you know, your other books were great, but this one is like, I look at it as almost like a manual. If somebody wants to understand how to walk in the spirit, they get this book and it literally takes you through everything. I mean, prepare for something greater in your life. Let the Holy Spirit help you overcome sin, fulfill every bit of potential that God has for you. I mean, it really breaks it all down, um, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people are looking for. You know, I was talking with Dutch Sheets not that long ago, and, and he was saying, and I agree with this, when you go to different places now, people are just so hungry. They want the fundamentals of our faith. They want to understand how do I walk as a Christian and be empowered by the spirit? And that's what this book does. Well, I appreciate you saying that as an author. I, I was actually trying to do that. And there are study questions, first of all, I'm, I'm a magazine journalist by background. Yeah. So I write chapters kind of like magazine articles. I like to think they stand alone. Yes. Uh, people can read it and, and get something out of it, even if they don't read the rest of the book. And there are questions at the end of each chapter. In fact, I have a Bible study in my own home, and we're going through it chapter by chapter, 
and then we have a discussion. I'm preparing some videos to help lead it. We're, uh, we're hoping, after, you know, this is after the book comes out, uh, although we have a few that are doing it as kind of like a prototype, so the people can learn, understand, and, uh, and discuss it. And so that goes along with what you said. It's kind of a manual, my yes. idea of a manual. Yes. And again, I'm doing it as a layman. I will tell you when I started, I had a lot of self-doubt because I thought, you know, I've, I've been walking with the Lord uh, most of my life, but I'm not perfect. And I, I consider a lot of people would be more qualified than me, uh, you know, some of whom we've even mentioned <laughs> on this podcast. Sure. But I, you know, I had to realize this is not about me. And I'm certainly not saying, hey, if you were just like me, you'd be the perfect Christian. I don't even come close to saying that. I say, this is truth of the Word of God. This is how you can understand it. Here's some stories that will help you to understand it. Right. And once I got over that, it was, it was much easier to write. But I really struggled with this thing. And uh, maybe anything great is something you really have to struggle with. You would probably know that more than me. Well, I think that's what comes out of, you know, pain, suffering, uh, life experience, walking this life out as a Christian is exactly what you're saying is wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Cause you, you know, it's like, it's like what's going on in our world right now, as, as you, as you so eloquently uh, you know spoke about, there's so much going on. It can be heavy. You look at the news for a couple of minutes, you get stressed out, but as a believer, we come out from among them. We're in it, but we're not of it. And, and we walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord takes us from glory to glory. And that's what he's doing. I mean, I'm, I'm watching you in this interview. I'm like, Steve's on fire. Praise God. That's what we need. Yes. We need the fire. I mean, my goodness, if we don't have the fire, how are we going to do it? Right. How are we going to make it? You look at the economies in peril. They're talking about, you know, banks that are uh, collapsing now. I mean, there's so many different things that get us discouraged. But knowing who we are in Christ and our identity in Christ and walking it out with that authority and taking back the territory for the kingdom of God, that's what we have to do. Otherwise, what good is it? Right. I mean, occupy until he comes. That's what the Word of God says. What, what do you say about that? Well, first of all, I'd like to just put in a plug. The book does not come out until mid-May. That's right. the release date. Of course, we're already, I've done several podcasts already. I'll be doing some TV and, you know, all the things you do for a book. Yep. But people can order it. They can pre-order it on Amazon. And what people don't know, uh, first of all, they pre-order it. And then Amazon will send it out on May 16th, the release date, and they don't charge you until then. Okay. But it actually helps us because if a whole lot of people pre-order the book, the other book distributors look at those numbers and will decide, right. you know, are they going to put a few thousand in Barnes & Noble or a few times more than that? I mean, really, it's that simple. The, yeah. the book selling industry, they could care less about my book, about the Holy Spirit, most of them, uh, very, very few believers. I mean, they just look at numbers and pre-orders help us. So if you want to do a little vote <laughs> yes, uh, that we need more books on uh, shelves, uh, you know, at Barnes and Noble and Books A Million and Mardell's and there aren't that many chains anymore. There's just right. a relative, even Christian book uh, distributors, uh, uh, Target, uh, believe it or not, Target, wow. as lefty as they tend to be on, on a lot of things, 
uh, actually have a lot of Christian books. It's true. And um, so it helps us. You just go on there. You can search for my name, Stephen Strang, or Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. They make it easy to search. You'll see it. You'll recognize the cover yep. <laughs> and just order it. And uh, that would help us a lot. Okay. And we're going to put the link um, right below as well and on the screen right now so that you can find it easily. And like Steve said, this is a way that we vote, just like when we went and saw Jesus Revolution and some of these films that are out right now. We vote as the Christian community and it makes an impact. And Steve, I'm telling you, I have the book and it's amazing and I can't put it down. I don't say that about every book. And so I would highly encourage everybody to pre-order this book. Steve, thanks so much for taking the time today to come on and explain your heart about the book and just kind of let us know what's in it and everything. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, Todd, more than you know. And um, I'd like to see you in person, but this is the next best thing. So thank you. And I really appreciate your kind words. Thank you, sir. Well, hopefully I will get to see you in person soon. In the meantime, though, go out, get the book, pre-order it. Steve Strang, amazing book. And we'll be back with the Todd Coke Now Show. Friends, thank you so much for joining today's broadcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find more information on our website, pastortodd.org. That's pastortodd.org. We'll be back next week at the same time. God bless you.